Welcome to Soulfully Aligned You, Mindset and Strategy for Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Coaches and Creatives. This is the podcast where we talk about and teach confident mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs at the subconscious level, and online brand strategies to help you build out your signature services, get more visible with your target audience, and boldly launch out in the online world with your God-given gifts. I believe God cares more about your soul than your success. So get in alignment with his will and what he thinks of you so you can activate the success he already has planned for you. Hey, 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 multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith. You guys know I do a series, an ongoing series where I interview women of faith in the marketplace on the spot. (laughs) So I love networking with people and sometimes I'll find people online and I'm just like, hey, let's meet, let's chat. Do you mind if we record it and put it on the podcast? (laughs) And those people that, you know, I reach out to, they're so brave. Those women are so brave and I'm so grateful that they're willing to um, pop on the podcast and do so like raw and just unedited and all that beautiful stuff. Today, we are going to be speaking with Cassandra McKissack. She was a messed up girl from Michigan turned prophetess and life transformation and mindset coach. Um, She's going to be talking to us today about how the Holy Spirit has just come into her heart, making an abode in her heart, which are her words specifically. Um, Her transition to the marketplace, um, her ministry how she sees everything that she does, be it business, serving God, introducing people to God as an opportunity for ministry. I love her curiosity. I love her heart to create platforms for women in business. And if you don't know her, get to know her right now. She is so amazing. Um, Join her platform. She'll be sharing with you some of her platforms at the end of this. And I'm just so honored that she has graced us with her presence today. Um, There's just so much wisdom, so much heart and humbleness with this beautiful woman of God in the marketplace. So I know she's going to be an inspiration and she is the epitome of being branded for his glory. Yeah, that's how I get the audio. So it is such a pleasure to meet you, Miss Cassandra. And yes, I do. I have... um, just call me Cassandra. Please don't oh, I'll be calling you Miss Justina, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, to- I totally get it. So Cassandra and Justina, no misses, no yeah. formal stuff around here. Cassandra McKissack, Ms. honey, Ms. I'm ser- serving of God, okay? That's it. I love it. I, love I got it. degrees, but I don't even do all that no more. I just, <laughs> it don't even matter to me. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Um, I want to say thank you because I know for um, being willing to, you know, go through an interview with me and just so yes, are we recording now? We are. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you started. I, I, I did. You're still doing small talk. Okay, it's okay. We we can do small talk. Small talk is the good stuff. That's where all the good juicy stuff is at, <laughs> especially when you're first meeting, right? So. Just wanted to um, preface that, that, you know, this is, well, we, we're in the same Facebook group. I think you inter- you invited me or somehow I got connected to your Facebook group and I've just been in there 
like a little fly on the wall, but it's hard <laughs> to just be a fly on Not the wall really. in Not your really group. Ex <laughs> exactly, because you're so encouraging and uplifting and uh -huh. um, just welcoming. You're like, come on, everybody, let's do this together. And I, I can feel that <laughs> through the computer. <laughs> so I love it. And it's so encouraging. And it makes people want to participate and um, be active and be a part of your group. So I think it's so amazing. And uh, that's one of the saying so we're the tissue. Oh, my God, is it gonna be one of those kind of <laughs> It might be. <laughs> it, I, I feel it from your heart. I do appreciate people saying kind words about me. Um, really, any words, you know, that are, you know, mean or ugly. <laughs> but I am so appreciative of that. Thank you so much. Yes, you're so welcome. And I think that was one of the reasons like why I wanted to interview you. I haven't even done this series. It's branded for his glory. Like I love I love women. that name. Thank you. Yes, I love meeting women who have a business, a brand, and they the first thing you said when you popped on here, I'm a servant of the Lord. I was like, "Yes, this is going to be a real good fit." <laughs> Well, I do have titles that people want to use, and I guess, you know, they all have their place, but if we're just talking regular people, you know, I mean, I'm a coach, I'm a doctor, a PhD, I'm, um, oh Lord, a teacher, a prophetess, some people say I'm an apostle, um, you know, there's so many titles, but, you know, Jesus was known as rabbi, rabbi means teacher. Teacher is so, such a simple, uh, powerful title. You know, he could have been called Chief Apostle Jesus. You know? mm. <laughs> could have been called so many things, but Jesus was fine, you know. Or he'd say, well, who do men say I am? You know, who, who do you think I am? You know, sometimes yeah. I do that with people like, who do you think, who do you say I am? And they'll say things like what you just said. Oh, you're so kind. You're empowering. You're uplifting. You want to... Um, you know, bring people together. And I remember the Lord uh, spoke some words to me and I, I and one of them was collaborate. Mm -hmm. Collaborate, and it was two other words, they were all three C words. But he was saying it was so important to collaborate and, and communicate and cooperate. I think those are the other two, communicate, cooperate, collaborate. And if we would just do that and get I out the way, you know, get, get me out the way, it's about service. Mm -hmm. And when I was first ordained, I was ordained as a evangelist and I could do evangelism in my sleep, you know, and um, even when I first became a Christian, that's what they'd always call me because I was always bringing people to church because my philosophy was, this is so good. How could I not bring my friends, right? Just bring everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, People just don't do that, you know, not the extent you do. Sunday mornings, we would go out, me and my friend, if she couldn't go, just be me. I would be looking for people to bring to church. It wasn't enough for me to just take me and my children. And at that time, my husband wasn't safe, so, you know, we weren't even trying to take him. But, um, of course, I wanted to. But, um, yeah, I would, I would literally... Um, I'd pick people up if they needed a ride. Um, and even after picking someone up, if I saw someone walking down the street and we popped the gas, hey, you want to go to church? Listen, I am saved and I love Jesus. And people said, 
just like you're saying with me and with the group that say, I'm coming to church just because of you. I don't know, you know, maybe I don't know about this Jesus or this Christianity thing, but I want to come just because you are so wonderful, you know? And I would be so amazed. And so, you know, they started calling me evangelist. And what is, well, I guess some people don't think it's so funny, but when my pastor was ordaining people after I'd been saved a year or two, I guess, he had an ordination, not just for me, but for other people. And I didn't show up for the ordination. And so everybody's like, where were you? What happened? Why? I said, I, I just don't need to do that. I don't even feel worthy. I, I do this because I love to do it. You know, mm. I, I mean, back in Jesus' day, were they going around ordaining people? Mm. <laughs> you know, was I, I don't know. I just took things so literally. It's like, this is the love of my life. I love to sing. And no one's running around trying to give me, give me a, you know, an award or, or a license for singing. You know, I'm doing yeah. what's in my heart. I do what, what I love. And then, you know, they begin to explain to me the licensure was more for other people, you know, that you had been, you know, approved by a body mm -hmm. that you were legit, you know, more or less. And then you know, then I, I, I guess the dots started to connect. It's just like when you go to school, I went to school to be a teacher. And, um, you know, you, even after all the training, they still, you have to get a licensure, you know, you have to get a license. So, you know, when I began to look at the bigger picture, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, back in the day, you didn't have to get a license for teaching, right? You just taught and, you know, everything's different now, of course, the whole system, how we do so many things, of yes. course is different so um so since then uh uh like i said ordained back then ordained uh again a few years ago mm -hmm. and so it's just like okay it's what it is and uh <laughs> yes. okay and you receive it you're like okay i get it it makes sense <laughs> no you brought you brought up some really really good points and I love the three C's that you said, you know, God laid on your heart with the collaborate, the um, communicate yes. and cooperate. I think that's so powerful. I mean, it's powerful in ministry and it's powerful in business also. Yes. And what you, what you said about church and loving the gospel and wanting to give that to people because it was so good and you're just so excited about it. Um, do you see any parallels in that with like, bringing people to Jesus and then bringing them to a solution that you know you're gifted and anointed to offer within your business. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, that same contagious contagiousness or passion that I have, people see it on all fronts. Before <laughs> they even know I'm a Christian, they just see that I am a lady that is excited and enthused about living, about life, that when I get up in the morning, it's like, oh, what did we get to do today, Jesus? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, because he is the creator. He's the architect. I'm his assistant, you know, and mm -hmm. he'll tell me things to do to create, to, um, you know, I can be a, a architect in my own way and create things because of what he's downloaded in my spirit. And I love that. So I end up a lot of times doing things with other people, uh, other, you know, I, I guess I didn't really explain. I'm a life coach 
and a mindset slash transit transformational coach. And that, that might sound like a lot, but what it me means is I really help people to work on their mindset, what you're thinking about things. Um, and because sometimes you're not aware of what you're thinking, you say things that are so negative. And, um, you know, I met a lady once and she was always so negative. And she said, girl, that's just how my mama talked. That's how, you know, everybody I know talk they talk that's how they talk so I, you know I'm talking and I just said you know you got to switch it up you've got to be willing to do it differently you know just like with COVID we've learned we've had to learn how to COVID we've had to learn how to pivot rather pivot grow right mm -hmm. and do it differently you know some people are set in their ways and they're they're not willing, you know. You got to be willing to embrace this online uh, sphere that we're in, not only with business, but you know, even churches. Not churches usual, you know. And I think what God is trying to get everyone back to is the simplicity of the gospel. You know, mm -hmm. the, the gospel is not about all this, you know, fanfare and this illustrious. <laughs> Thing that's been being created. Now, I like bling. I do believe God likes bling because, you know, yes. there's a lot of gold and silver and all Ladies. of that. In the Bible. <laughs> so I do know God, you know, does like that. But what, the, what I'm trying to um, express is the simplicity of going from home to home. Mm -hmm. Right now, you would pretty much that experience is being done virtually you know, going from computer to computer. I can go on your page and this person's page. And yes. so you can join my group. I can join your group. We're doing business differently, but it's bringing back such a beautiful simplicity, you know, and, and that, um, you know, things have changed because of that, you know, mm. and, and people are viewing things differently. And some people have com completely come out of Christianity where's that's their choice right yeah and some people are coming to you know people coming to coming fro and those of us that are stable that understand you know it's christ in me the hope of glory you know i'm a messed up girl from michigan i realized i needed help i didn't know what it was but i knew i need i go to church but i just like oh i can't do that i don't know how they you know, I kept envisioning that, you know, they were perfect people, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I am not. Okay. God, I'm still a work in progress, but um, it just didn't seem like it was working. But what, what I now understand is I had not received the fullness mm -hmm. of the Godhead, the fullness of the glory, the Holy Spirit coming in and, and dwelling and making his abode in me. Oh my God, when that happens, oh, it's like Christmas, baby. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it is like Christmas. And whoo, I'm telling you, that was some kind of experience. And I mean, he still, you know, does that or overshadow me. And I just feel like, you know, I'm in heaven. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Awesome. <laughs> is there any other place to be right <laughs> no no other place to be and i love that we can even though we're on this earth you know we still have that capacity to operate in the kingdom mindset you know and i think that goes hand in hand to what you were saying with the young lady you know with the negativity or the negative self-talk or we put ourselves down it's like no we are daughters of the most high 
we are victorious, we are, you know, overcomers, like we have to speak in that, that positive sense, that victorious sense that we're already overcomers and we've already, we're right. walking in the will of God and we're doing the things that he's called us to do and we're creating impact and all of that, you know, so yes, you think yes. walking in that kingdom mindset is so important. Something well, else- just- Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say something else we mentioned was just like, even trying to walk our, you know, our faith walk, we can kind of get caught up in this idea of perfectionism, right? That we have to be this perfect vessel. But Jesus came and, you know, we are saved and we are righteous through him. Like we don't have to be perfect, so to speak. And I know that when women are in business, oftentimes they get caught up on that perfectionistic piece also. Do you feel like when you shifted into say, and I don't know how long you've been in business or if there was like a shift for you where you were like, okay, God is calling me to this business. Um, My question was, do you feel like you dealt with that perfectionism? But I guess before we can get there, when did you start your business and what was that journey like? And I also want to know, like, did you hear God speaking to you? And like, how was that clear? You know, so those are a lot of questions back to back. Hope is not too much. <laughs> okay, I might come back to it. But I'm going to tell you, I am an entrepreneur by default. Mm-hmm. By default. He brought okay. me in kicking and screaming. Wow. What I mean by that is I went to college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and stay till, you know, uh, I got my, uh, master's degree, you know, the first time Then I was like, I'm sick of school. I'm sick of school. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of school. <laughs> I want to work. I want to go teach somebody else. Sick of people teaching me. Although I love school, I was just like tired of just sitting, you know, go to class, sit, go to class, sit. <laughs> and I was learning a lot, but, um, what happened um, now, my parent, my dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather, he was in full-time ministry slash entrepreneur. <laughs> so um, they were doing it. And I thought, oh, you know, and I'd help them. But I'd be like, that was just them. That's what they did. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm going to go to college and you know, I'm not going to do all that, you know, because I just didn't think it was me. But I was so... Uh, really pegged to be an entrepreneur. I, I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought maybe public speaking only. I, I still wasn't thinking entrepreneur, you know, having my own business. I was thinking, oh, I could get on the speaking, you know, tour. I like to talk. So that would be a good thing. So I thought I kept thinking just that alone because I do conferences and events every year and by different speakers, I would speak, you know, all that kind of thing. And so um, what happened is that I would have jobs that would, the craziest things would happen. And it would be like, either the company would close, (laughs) there'd be a big layoff. um, And I would happen to be one of the people that got laid off. But it was like, you know, or a company would move. It was always something so peculiar or to me, it seemed bizarre, but for some reason, or, you know, the family and I, you know, husband, we moved. And so I kept being put in positions where I'd be out of a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd be out of a job. 
And so it got me to start exploring, like, what other kinds of things can I be looking at, you know? Um, and I did try other careers. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't teaching the whole time. I, I've uh, worked um, in sales uh, with FedEx, FedEx office. I, um, gosh, I sold insurance. Can you believe that? I sold me insurance. too. I, I really used to sell insurance. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I was really, see, everything I do is a ministry opportunity. Because I'd be so sensitive to the Lord and I hear the Lord tell me to say something to someone and, <clears throat> you know, or they bring up something about their health or something going on with their kids. And, you know, and I'd say, do you mind if I pray with you? You know, I wouldn't even know sometimes if these people were saved or not. I just like most people will receive prayer, yes. whether or not they're Christians, they still will receive prayer. So I pray for people and. You know, I was always having these opportunities to, to pray for people. And, um, but I, I still didn't feel like God was calling me like to just totally not work. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Somehow some people just go into ministry full time and that's all they do. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I felt like I was a marketplace minister yes. because if he would tell me to do something, say something or ask someone a question, I would. And... <laughs> You know, oh, you know, to my surprise, it would be God because I used to didn't think God was really speaking through me. I just thought, you know, I just was curious about people and asked them questions mm -hmm. of God speaking through me yes. to get more information, right? Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how, you ever had that happen for you? Just, yes. You know. <laughs> I love that you said that. Like sometimes, like you know, that curiosity piece, or we begin to ask questions or we're thinking, you know, outside of the box or however, usually I believe that's like a Holy Spirit inspiration, right? Yes, it's a divine it download. It's something it where is. Holy Spirit is just speaking to you. And I was, I'm switching gears a little bit, but I was on a clubhouse um, room and we were talking about that. Like, how do you hear from God? You know, what is your mode of hearing from God? Hold on one second, Cassandra. Sure. So in Clubhouse, we were talking about, you know, how do you hear from God? And there were so many different ways and nobody shared, you know, sometimes our natural curiosity, what we think is natural curiosity could really be, you know, that leading of the Holy Spirit to cause us to ask those questions. So I love that you shared that, um, the curiosity piece. And yeah, so. because um, I, uh, a lot of things, um, I have uh, a very acute prophetic gift not that i know everything when i'm with people but sometimes um you know god just starts speaking through me when he wants to i i remember in my early years prophets would say god speak prophetess speak god speaks through you and that just sounded so um i don't even know what the word you'd use for that god speaks through me like huh like I'm just like an ordinary person, you know, <laughs> like up there with big name people with just the thought that God spoke through me, that sounded like a huge responsibility. And it made me, actually, it made me frightened because I thought, oh my God, suppose I say something and it's the wrong thing. And so I had this fear that would grip me that even when I knew it was God, I still wouldn't say anything. I was scared to death. And what God would do is this. I would be in a room, say it's like three or four of us maybe talking about the things of the Lord, da, da, da. and then I'd hear God say, tell so-and-so this. And so I wouldn't say it. 
And so he would let one other person in the group say exactly what God told me to say. That used to blow my mind. Mm, So that was his introduction to helping me understand that he was talking through me because neither one of my parents were saved, even though they both were preacher's kids, Mm -hmm. they weren't saved when I got saved, you know, as a young adult. I didn't have anybody to mentor me other than the Holy Spirit, but I was afraid. There was so much fear. And it goes back to what you said about perfectionism. What I love about being in the marketplace that helped me to to go further, I feel, in the marketplace is that everybody, well, my coach especially would say, don't worry about perfect. Just get it done. Did you get it done? I don't care if you didn't even finish it. Did you start? Did you take yes. the first step? Did you it's stand so up? Did you move forward? Did you open up your mouth? Did you do anything? She said, I don't care if you're speaking in a microphone and no one can see you. Say something. Do something. You're not going to get past your fear till you open up your mouth. She said, if you have to write everything out. And it's funny she said that because even um, when I first started teaching, I was nervous, even though they were kids, I was still nervous. They didn't know I was nervous. Mm. I'd write things out. I'd make sure I explicitly knew what I needed to say. And it gave me a greater level of comfort. I heard a public speaker say that. He said, if you are filled with fear, practice what you're going to say till you know it like the back of your hand. And then when you stand before people, even if you look out into the audience, he says, you don't have to look in anyone's faces, but when you're, you, you can appear, you're looking at people. He said, you can be looking over their head and not seeing anybody but the walls because you're just talking and you know, you know what to say because you've already studied. Mm-hmm. So you will, you, you will appear professional and polished even if you're shaking in your boots. And uh, my dad used to give events um, he was an entrepreneur for a company like a regional director, VIP or something like that. I can't remember, but, and he'd have these, uh, what they call a motivational. He was like a Les Brown. People said he was like a Les Brown. Wow, that's powerful. <laughs> he do these motivational speeches and oh my God, it was so good. And then he had the nerve to call me up front to say something, anything to the audience. I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with him? And of course, <laughs> I have to go to the restaurant. I got to go to the bathroom, daddy. <laughs> he says, well, as soon as you get back, you're going to say something to this audience. And I'd be like, oh, why does he have to do that to me? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> again, I was thrown into public speaking by default because nice. of my daddy. And um, my grandfather, of course, you know, he was a preacher and superintendent with Kojic. And um, so I, you know, come from a family of public speakers. You know, my yes. uncle was his, his brother was a public speaker. And then he had another brother, a couple of brothers that were preachers and, you know, sisters, same thing. So it's like I came from a line. I didn't even really get that I came from a line of speakers and preachers probably until my late 20s, early 30s, you know, at that age, you're really still in in your own world. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) By by so many, uh, you know, Uh, so I, uh, so that's how I became, um, 
you know, a, uh, an entrepreneur by default. I, mm-hmm. It just seemed like things kept coming up. And then someone said, oh, you know, you'd be great as a coach. You know, you already coach people naturally. That was another thing. It was yes. part of my natural gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I even took some counseling classes because I really had thought about getting a master's in counseling. And um, anyway, for whatever reason, I did not, but I still had some of that. So it was those kinds of things that helped prepare me, you know, for for business. And this online thing, oh my God, it's such a gift from God. It really is, because I kept thinking I'm going to have to have brick and mortar, and who's got money for that, who's got time for that, you know? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so yes. I just didn't know how it, so it was, it, it, it evolved, mm-hmm. just like as Christians, or as a mom, remember how we are when we first have our babies, we're scared to death, we're going to hurt this little tiny thing, and you know, you, I can remember days the baby would be crying, I'd be crying, oh my God, Ooh. I don't know what I'm doing. Both crying. <laughs> I hear you on that one. We went through it, right? Yes, we did. (laughs) It's that same thing, you know, it's it's, you evolve into it. You know, I Mm -hmm. I don't know if you just become it, you just evolve into it. At least that's my experience. You know, God's always had me go through the evolution Mm -hmm. of the school of hard knocks to learn everything I feel like. And so, um, but it's well worth it. It's 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 a great opportunity. It really is. I hope I answered all your questions. Oh yes, you did. So I'm wondering if you remember like a pivotal point in your life where you were like, okay, I'm shifting into um, this entrepreneurial world, and I'm, this is really this is a real business, and I've got to take this serious. Like, was there ever a moment in time for you where it where it was like? Because I, I resonate with the um, being entrepreneurial minded and spirited and um, just because of my own natural gifting, like I'm a leader, I'm a strategist, like those type of things. So whether we were working on a fundraiser or I was starting a homeschool co-op, I was always looking at it from that leadership business mentality, you know, but there came a point in my life where it was like, oh, this is this is a real business. Oh, I got to take this seriously, you know, and there, and I also didn't want, I didn't want to be operating in my own flesh, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to be sure I'm like, okay, God, is this really what you want me? Am I really shifting into this, this side of things? Because I think there's a difference between, and maybe you don't see it the same way, and that'd be good to get a different perspective, you know, but I think there's a difference between volunteering ministry work and then all of a sudden you're like wait this is an actual business (laughs) you know so I'm curious like when that like what that was like for you what that experience was like for you what type of you know lessons were learned or communication you had with you and God so yeah that I don't know what do you think about that question (laughs) well um before I became an entrepreneur I've always been a writer since I was a kid I've always loved writing and um and it, that's why I said it to me, it's all an evolution. It wasn't Got like, you. I'm going to go to school, even when I went to college, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's time for me to declare a major. I don't know. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like it was all such a, um, of course I was seeking God, but I had a friend who said, 
why don't you major in education? Yeah. You know? And, and what was so crazy, I forgot that I had gotten a prophecy that I would be a teacher. You know, yeah. when you come to making those decisions, you the prophecies are out the door. You know, God, You're so God right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's almost like we go back and we have to go back and like yes. connect the dots. And we're like, oh, this made sense for, for me to be in this place, <laughs> for me to become this, you know, where I'm at right now. I love that you talk about that being and becoming and that evolution. Yes, it's still, because you forget, even when you get the prophecies, you know, you get it usually years before you become it. Mm -hmm. And so you forget, you just forget. And then you feel like you're dumb as dirt all over again, right? (laughs) And so my friend who was very prophetic said, she said, you'd be such a great teacher. You know, you have a way with children and explaining things to adults that don't get it. And you just have this bedside manner and people really like you. And I said, you know, okay, I I think I will be a teacher. You know, so it was kind of like that. It was like, you know, I just consented to it. I probably could have been so many other things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because after I got my master's degree, then I thought, well, I probably should have went to law school. <laughs> I've but thought of that, that time, too. <laughs> That's so funny. At that time, my kids were young, and um, I did go through some law to some law school um, like uh, orientations or meet and greet kind of things. Mm. And I just remember talking to the students, and they'd say, "You need to spend a minimum of four hours studying daily. Four hours." My children were young; mm. it didn't seem like a practical experience. Because they were having, you know, they were starting to have their little league games. And I love doing that with the kids. And I would have missed too much of their lives doing Mm -hmm. that. And if I did it, I'd have to do it, you know, either part-time or once they're out of the house. Yeah. And so I just couldn't see taking that time away from them, that valuable time away from them. So I didn't. I didn't pursue it, but I, I think I would have been a good attorney. I really do. I would like that. Or a good counselor. And so yes. coaching gives me the opportunity to do the, the counseling because as the spirit of the Lord comes and speaks through me, I'm able to impart, you know, uh, not just a natural thing, but something spiritual, tangible, you know, um, just like even last night I spoke you know, to someone in, in Greece, right? Greece is an international attorney. And she has this dilemma that was before her. And I felt like God said, call her and tell her this. Mm-hmm. And I called her and I told her. And today she calls me back. Oh my God, I got the answer. I got the answer. Because yes. it was a strong word. You know, you need to believe God. We keep saying, I believe God, I believe God until we need to believe him, right? Yes. <laughs> like, mm. Mm-hmm. And so um, God brought to pass what it was that she had been standing for, believing for, and, you know, of course, I was doing my part to help her, you know, because sometimes we do need someone to hold our hand as we're, we're walking through something that's difficult that exactly. we've never done before, you know? Yeah, sometimes so, we need someone to hold that, hold mm-hmm. that belief for us sometimes to help us yes. in the process so that we can like co-partner on it. You know, that is yes. so powerful to have that. And so, yeah, I, you mentioned about the, um, you know, raising your children and having to say no to some things or sacrifice some things. 
and you made me think about when I wanted, this was after I got my four-year degree, um, have my bachelor's in psychology, and um, I remember wanting to like go back to like an old passion of mine. I was like, okay, I have this degree in psychology, but I'm not doing very much with it, and <laughs> I wanted to go back to cosmetology school, and the programs that I had saw, they were like every day, full day programs. Your children, you know, my ch children would have had to go to daycare. It was like taking away so much. much time away from the kids. And I remember saying no, not going back for something like that as well, because it was like, it just isn't the right timing. You know, some things right. just aren't in the right timing. And we can feel... I know personally, I was like really discouraged and I was just like, oh my gosh, Laura, why? Like, why I really want to do this, but it just does not work at this time. And I had to release it, you know, and mm -hmm. I think it's so important for people to remember, like, just because you might be getting a no now, doesn't mean that God, like he, like he doesn't have like an ultimate plan for you. The no now doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's like the end of the world. And I think sometimes exactly. we can, we can have that perspective sometimes. What would, would you say there's a, anything that comes to your mind that was like, okay, there might've been a no in that season, but I watched God do something so much bigger and greater in another season. Well, funny thing you should ask that prophetess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, when I was in college, I had a very good friend who had a voice like, um, like an Aretha Franklin or a, actually more like a Patti LaBelle. Mm. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. But she was a gospel singer. So, you know, I would be, you know, we'd always be hanging out together. You know, she had an engagement, you know, I'm there to support her and maybe do backup singing, you know, but she had, oh my gosh, she has such a gift of singing. Mm -hmm. And so, She's always having these radio appearances. Of course, I'm going with her. And then, you know, then the people will start, you know, just show you the favor. Then people say, well, what, what do you do? What, maybe let, let's interview you. Let's see what you're, you've got going on. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, really? <laughs> you know, I'm like, nobody. I don't really have anything much going on. And so, um, but God would start, start creating opportunities. And I would even be in class sometimes I remember a lady turned around to me and she said, you have such a wonderful quality in your voice. You should do radio. Mm -hmm. like, wow. And then um, she got, then my friend got an opportunity to do TV and she turns around and tells me, oh, you do the TV show. You're, you're more geared. You know, your diction is much better than mine. And I don't want to do that. You do the TV. I'm like, what? Like, huh? That's like, so where's this coming from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> your TV. And so I ended up with an opportunity to do television uh, on cable wow. in our city. And because of that opportunity, I ended up being on the front cover of the newspaper. I got a lot of accolades about the show. I, I was interviewing college presidents, senators, mm -hmm. congressmen, all kinds of important people, me a little nobody that has no experience at this whatsoever. You talk about, you know, not worrying about being perfect. 
Mm -hmm. I would just get in there. I, of course, write my questions down and have them ready, study my questions. And, you know, and if we went off on a rabbit trail, how to kind of bring people back and work with some producers who were absolutely awesome. I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be great. I'm thinking like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Got thrown into this type of situation. I couldn't even imagine. You talk about God doing exceedingly abundantly more than we ask to think. If we have a heart for God, God has a heart for us and he will set us up for miracles. He will blow your mind if you are listening and you don't think you have anything to offer. Listen, if you are in the hands of a faithful God and you are, he will open doors that no man can close. Wow. Oh my gosh. He will do it. Yes. you will have faith to walk with him okay mm -hmm. and what i tell people and they say i don't know how to do this i don't surrender god i don't mm -hmm. know how help me jesus send someone direct me help me to understand and comprehend mm -hmm. That's what I, say. God, I don't know what i'm doing help i'm always talking to him like that he's like yes. okay daughter and then somebody would say something or do something or meet someone and they help me connect the dot to the next thing and the next thing. So you don't have to know how to do anything. In fact, mm -hmm. I was talking to a producer the other day. He said, out of nothing, of course, he's a man of God, out of nothing, God will create something. Yes. Just give him something to work with. Dude, he says to have faith as a tiny grain of mustard seed. Do you know how tiny mustard seed is? Mm -hmm. very very Super very tiny so god is saying just work with me have a little bit of faith know that i will do it mm -hmm. i will give you the desires of your heart but sometimes he doesn't bring it the way we think he's supposed to bring it mm. so you have to understand and let god be god and we are his servants we are his friends and mm -hmm. i don't know about you my friends I want to help them be the best, do the best, because my heart loves them. When you love mm -hmm. someone, you're helping them. Yes. And so I did that television opportunity for a while. Then another television opportunity came up. And then my dad got real sick and, um, you know, I stopped doing TV altogether. And I just thought, okay, well, this is the end of my, you know, <laughs> my doing TV. And then recently a friend of mine introduced me to some tv uh, producers um you know all producers are not in hollywood you know they might go there when they need to do some but yes. one of them is in atlanta one is in south carolina mm -hmm. and they're like we want to do some things with you we've we've seen your programming and god is a miracle worker yes, when you don't is. think people are watching or paying attention what you are earmarked to do you will do it mm. but there's a time and a season for all of it yes that's so powerful thank you for sharing that i was over here just like basking in your words and your encouragement and your motivation oh wow beautiful stuff that you're that you've just shared because we can lose faith and we can lose hope and when things just don't look like what we want them to, we kind of give up on God a little bit, you know, and this is so, everything you shared is like, 
is transferable, whether it's your own business, a yes. relationship, your own ministry, like whatever it is, like God has his hands on it and he has a plan for it. And I'm looking at your image here, you know, we're going to bring this to a close here in a little bit, but I'm looking at this. I see that you have Magnificent Life Podcast. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to read the tagline on it. It says, how to create something from nothing after experiencing <laughs> failure and loss. So do you want to tell us how this podcast, this concept, all this stuff yes. has come to life? I would love to know, know more about that. You know, I, I had, you know, when you're trying to create something, it is a work in progress, right? So I had several titles that I even actually had a, a uh, graphic artist create. And I believe that was the third one that he did. Mm -hmm. I said, magnificent life. And then I was like, well, life isn't always magnificent, but, but, right? Mm -hmm. if God is in it. It will be magnificent. It will become magnificent because he's in it. So what I envision doing with that is uh, talking to people who were in obscurity, unknowns, mm -hmm. who had no way of phantoming or sometimes even knowing what they were to become in life. And for instance, um, the producer, uh, one of the producers that I was talking about told me his life story. Mm -hmm. And in a nutshell, he was in and out of jail as a kid because he hated school. School was boring. Mm -hmm. And his parents didn't know how to redirect him. So he's just in and out of jail, just doing dumb stuff, you know? Well, he happened to be somewhere, um, I don't know if he was doing community service or what, whatever they call that when, you know, they, they assign you some things to do in the community. Well, he was doing it for a gentleman who was not only a actor slash producer, but he had a class going on in the building that this young man was cleaning up. So he happened <laughs> to be outside the room and he saw the people acting and, you know, laughing and having a good time or sometimes he'd be angry and mad and, you know, acting out their scenes. And he said he just would watch and kept watching. And he said, and the instructor took a liking to him, you know, in favor of God. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, the instructor said, oh, you want to do this? Is this something you'd like to do? And he said, yeah, yeah, what can I get started? He said, but he didn't have any, the money, you know, to, to do it. And the instructor agreed to mentor to him for free. Wow. He, he classes. It was the divine hand of God that mm -hmm. ought to preach. So God's divine hand, uh, this young man wasn't going to church. He really didn't have the direction that he needed as a youth. He was just out there. And God so loved the world that he gave. Mm -hmm. He gave this young man an opportunity he could never have created on his own. So out of nothing, <laughs> he saw something he liked that God allowed him to like for God to give him the opportunity of the lifetime. He's helped the producer on some movies in Hollywood. He's uh, he started off as an actor, um, and now he creates opportunities for other people, and I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's 
just look at the divine hand of God making my life magnificent. Now, it doesn't have to be TV or radio. Maybe yours is something else. Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe yours is a child care center. Maybe yours is, you know, being a, a great cook. You know, maybe you have to start up with pop-up, you know, cooking opportunities or pop-up, you know, uh, another friend of mine uh, does uh, candles. So she goes to a lot of pop-up shops and she'll, you know, just bring in her wares and show it to people and, you know, she'll easily have a thousand dollar days uh, sometimes, you know, over a weekend. So God can do whatever he wants to do to get to us what he needs to get to us when we will yield to his process. Yes. Oh, yes. Hand of an almighty God. When we know nothing, he will create something. So that's what I, what I meant by create something out of nothing. Sometimes I'll be sitting thinking about, well, God, how am I going to do this? And I will divinely feel the anointing just filling up my head and I'll start writing. I've written three books. I wow. wrote a book. Um, and probably the impetus for my title, Magnificent Life is my last book. Kiss, mm -hmm. failure, goodbye, hello, success. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so Failure, awesome. goodbye, hello, success. And to me, that epitomizes, you know, having struggles and things you have no control over and maybe even having some Job experiences. But at the end of it all, at the end of the day, God is still in control. It may seem like a, a mess, but he will turn the mess into magnificent if we will give it into the hands of a faithful God. He'll do it. That's I what he does. That's what he specializes in. <laughs> I believe it. When you said that, you know, creating something from nothing, it was like, and I'll share a little piece of my story here is yes. I didn't, I didn't get that cosmetology degree. So I didn't have the license. I didn't get it. But he made a way for me still to be able to work in the hair and makeup industry. You know, even without the licenses, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have no connections. I wasn't, I wasn't plugged in any of those things. And he still made the opportunities for me to be able to work in TV, um, short films, Wow. awarded makeup work through like award-winning photographers and things of that sort. So it's like, I look at that and I'm like, that was nobody but God <laughs> that allowed me to be able to manifest that type of opportunity, you know, because here I was like beating myself up hard on myself because, you know, I had to make those sacrifices. Cause you know, I had went, I got my psychology degree and instead of going to cosmetology school, I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. You know how we do ourselves that mm -hmm. negative talk you were talking about, right. <laughs> instead right. of knowing like God still has a plan. He makes the way he gives us the platforms. He opens the doors. He makes the connections. He gives us the wisdom to create wealth. Right. So mm -hmm. when we remind ourselves of that, then it's, like, man, we don't really have to stress. We don't really have to worry. We don't have to get all in our feelings and emotions. <laughs> Although this is it's still going to happen because we're human, right? <laughs> but if we can just remind ourselves, and I feel like that's what you were doing, you know, by sharing that story, even by like maybe a few minutes ago when you were just going off, girl, you were going, you were reminding us of the goodness of God. So I yes. love it. I have one last question for you, just yes. for podcast purposes. <laughs> of course. Um, 
When you think of the phrase branded for his glory as an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, what does, what does that mean for you? And I know this is totally on the spot, but I love to ask that question toward the end. What does that mean to you? Yes. That yes, you are branded for his glory. Something. Yes. Branded <laughs> for his glory. It means there is a special signature on you that you are known for. You know, like I'm known for positivity. You know, I come in the room, the whole room lights up, you know, and all that jazz and pizzazz. And because that's just how I do it. You know, that's yes. just how I roll. So branded, it's the unique signature, God's fingerprint on you to do what he's called you to do that you will become known for. You will be that girl. Oh, you want to do what? Oh, talk to that girl. She can hook you up. You know what I'm saying? Talk to that guy. He knows what time it is. So it's the signature of something that you're known for. Like when we get a job and you're a teacher or you're a secretary or you're the principal, that is your signature. That's something, hey, principal, that's his signature. Hey, teacher, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I see Justina. Go check her out. She'll help you and hook you up with, you know, ABC. It's mm -hmm. a thing that you're known for. That's what I think of when I think of branding. Yes. You know, um, like if your color was pink, oh yeah, check out Justina. She likes that pink and purple. She'll give you the tip on how to, you know, make it sparkle. So it's that kind of thing. It's something you're known for. It's your signature, you know, without seeing your signature when someone else would refer you, you say, oh yes, check out Justina. She can help you. She can hook you up. It's that kind of thing. And we know it when we see it, right? Because yes. we all do that. Like E.F. Hutton, you know, when you hear that, <laughs> you know what that means. That's what the, that branding, the signature of what you're known for. So mm -hmm. that's a good question. I like that. Yes, yes. Um, and just one last thing, if you can share with everyone, like where they can find you or how they can connect yes. with you. Well, the best hangout <laughs> For me is Cassandra McKissack, and that is going to be Facebook is my signature place to hang out at this time. It's going to be YouTube also, but right now I'm just trying to make my, uh, you know, my branding known in the Facebook world before I move on mm -hmm. to the the next step and the next step. It's kind of what my my coach uh, kind of felt like, you know, make your signature one spot and then you take that and you can still stay there but then you'll add something and the next thing and the next thing mm -hmm. and then of course um i i am online if you go to bit b-i-t mm -hmm. dot l-y bitly slash and then my name cassandra with a capital c my last name no spaces capital m little c capital k kiss sack Kiss the sack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Cassandra McKissack is what I'm trying to express. And so, yes. but yeah, check me out on Facebook. Um, you know, I'm in the online world. I also have a, a group, a Facebook group. That's how Justine and I connected successful women mm -hmm. entrepreneurs win, right? Yes. Successful women entrepreneurs win is my Facebook group and love to have you join. We want you to come on. We want to know who you are. We want to get to hook up with you. It's all about Y-O-U. And so come on 
and we will embrace each other. And you know what? We're going to go up together. That's my plan. Let's, let's go up together. And uh, if that's something you'd like to do, and I'd love to help you with that. Thank you so much, Justina. This has been so much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Oh